So this weekend uh, was the first Saturday that we didn't have anything to do. Like I literally, I, I literally was in bed until eight thirty. I can't tell you the last time I was in bed till eight thirty. All <laughs> the kids week. are in the bed. Four kids before that. Four, and... four kids in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> At least since last Tuesday. <laughs> Welcome to the Darren Woodson Show, and in today's segment, we're going to be talking about I'll Be Happy When. So, Ben, I'm going to start with you, Ben. Come on, man. This is I know this has been an issue for you because I know personally we've had this conversation. Yeah, for me, this is a huge struggle, and, I, and I, I'm not being dramatic when I say this is something I've struggled with for the last 14 years of my life. Ever, basically, ever since I've turned into, you know, what was that, middle school, I guess, I've always had the mindset of, man, when I accomplish this or when I accomplish that, finally I'm going to feel like I made it. Hmm. And that mindset, I've wasted so much time in that mindset because I keep looking forward, I keep looking for an end goal, and I forget to just slow things down and enjoy the process or the journey, if you will, as the theme of the show. I forget to do those things because I'm so focused on the end goal. And it's, it just absolutely kills my joy. So for an, as an example, pursuing professional success, this is something we're all after. Darren, you've had, a little, you know, you've had quite a career of professional success. Me, a little bit younger in the professional world. It's so easy, and especially having a job where you're rated by your income. Yep. It's literally out mm-hmm. there for everybody. It's the only what, marker, right? It, yeah. whatever, whatever your income is, that's literally how we deem success or, or failure in, in our business. And so it's so easy for me to look at that 365th day of the year and think about that number that I'm trying to hit. And I forget day one, day two, day 20 throughout the process. Mm -hmm. And so I'm living an entire year or years in this case of fear, of worry, of anxiety. And I'm forgetting that I slow things down. You can't think about next week. You can't think about six months from now. Literally, the only thing that you are promised is today, is whatever day it is, that's literally all you have. And so for me, it's been a process, and I'm getting better at it, thankfully, because I'm conscious and aware about it, is how do I appreciate today? Stop thinking about the end goal. Stop, stop putting that big milestone out there. What can I do today? What, what steps can I take today? to get me towards that goal. Because if I can achieve one inch, as the cliche goes, who knows how far. If I can do one inch today, one inch tomorrow, oh, eventually if I keep stacking good days on top of each other, mm-hmm. I'm going to get to where I want to be anyway. Right. So for me, this is a massive struggle. I would love to hear you guys' thoughts because this is something I've struggled with for years now of mm-hmm. always thinking about the end goal, and I'll be happy when I accomplish this. Yeah, so uh, like you, Ben, that's something I struggle with on a daily basis. Um, it's, <clears throat> excuse me. And it's, it's one of those things. And, and you look back at my journey and my story and it started early on. It was like, okay, Hey, I want to make the seventh grade team. I want to be the starting quarterback. And then I want to be this. And then I want to be that. And then I want to be the varsity quarterback. And then I want to be this. And then I want to get a scholarship. And then I want to make it to the league. And and through my journey, especially the, the two and a half years that I was off from college to finally making it to the NFL, like Everything that I did and everything that I worked for and everything that I looked at was when I made that team, like when I got my chance in the NFL, because that was the the goal that I made for myself when I was four years old. Like everything that I did was towards that. Then I get there 
and it was great. But to be honest with you, in the moment when I'm there, as soon as I got to, and, and I remember this, I was uh, it was in Chicago, 2011, September 11th. It was the 10-year anniversary, September 11th, and I'm, I'm standing there, and I got Brian Urlacher on one side. I got Matt Forte on the other side. We're all holding hands, holding the flag, and then Cutler's on this other side of him. Lance Briggs is on the other side of him, and I'm looking down the thing. My wife is in the stands, and she's pregnant with our first child, mm. right? And all of this leads up to this moment, I'm, and it like I should have said, damn. Yeah, I'm happy. I, yeah. I, I got it. here. Right. I made it. Like, Everything that I'd worked for, everything that my wife sacrificed, everything that I'd put into this, I made it and enjoy this moment. And you know, that mindset is like, I'm a I can't wait till I'm as good as Erlacher. Mm. I can't wait till I'm a pro bowler like Lance yeah. Briggs. Like, that's the next goal. I gotta do this. And, and literally, like one of the most iconic like kickoffs that like all the national anthems synced up together, and it was like one of the most powerful things I've ever been a part of. And all I'm thinking about on that sidelines is Okay, well, now I'm here. Now I'm going to go to the next one. And I've played my entire career that way. It's like, okay, oh, I got to get the next one. When I make uh, you know, the Pro Bowl, I'll be happy. When I make the All-Pro, then I'll be happy. Obviously, I didn't get those things. But here's the thing is like I went through the career, and until now when I look back, I'm like, damn, that was such a fun time yeah. that I'm so worried about getting better, getting better, getting better, which is good. It's not. I'm not saying like don't work to get better, but there was so much joy, like you mentioned, Ben, that I'd missed in that window. Like with my, you know, with my daughter, it was like, okay, I have my firstborn child in the stands. Like this is such a cool story, but like I'm not even worried about that. I'm worried about getting what's next, and I'm going to be happy then. And then it's like, okay, I got to get a house, and then I got to get a, and this, and then that, and then I get into this profession and after football, and it's like, well, until I'm a million dollar producer, or until I'm this, or until I make that. And it's like so much, and I go home thinking about that, mm. and it's like I miss those times with my young children that I'll never get back because it's like, okay, I can't check out from work because i got to make sure I get this done and I get that done, and, and I miss so much that's underneath me that like God designed for me to enjoy, and I just look past it because I'm looking forward. And it really is a struggle, and I'll, and I'll say, and I'll end my little rant right here uh, with this. So this weekend uh, was the first Saturday that we didn't have anything to do. Like I literally, I, I literally was in bed until eight thirty. I can't tell you the last time I was in bed till eight thirty. All <laughs> the kids week. are in the bed. Four kids before that. Four, and... <laughs> four kids in the bed. <laughs> At least since last Tuesday. <laughs> and I got four kids in the bed. We're watching like Saturday morning cartoons, and it's like this time that's just so great, right? And I wake up and I'm and I'm thinking like, okay, I gotta go work out or I gotta go do something. I'm thinking about something else, and I'm like. And I look back on this, I'm like, that's a really like special time. So then we say, okay, hey, we're going to get up. It's beautiful weather in Dallas. So we're going to get up and we're going to go for a walk. So we go for a walk. So we're on this walk, and, um, and and we just moved out to kind of a country town with, you know, the houses have acreage and stuff like that. Um, our house, we love. It's perfect, but it needs some landscape work. And so I'm walking on this Beautiful day in Dallas. I mean, it's like 72 degrees. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. It's awesome. Breeze is going. And in my neighborhood, it's kind of rolling hills, and we've got evergreen trees, which is kind of uncommon for, for North Texas and Dallas. And so I've got this is beautiful, and then there's all these ponds and creeks, and there's animals everywhere. And I'm like, this is the most amazing thing. You know what? You know what I'm looking at? I'm looking at the landscaping yeah. at all of these houses and what I want mine to look like. 
And okay, I wonder how much they spent on that. And then I wonder how much, okay, that's a good idea. Okay, cool. And then I'm going to do this. Man, and then now I'm starting to add up, okay, what's the cost of this? And yeah. the cost of that. Okay. Instead of so enjoying the day, instead of enjoying the, the beautiful, beautiful day. The most beautiful. And we yeah. walk over, and our neighborhood has this red deer farm, right? So red deer aren't naturally in Texas. Well, this developer has a few hundred red deer, beautiful. And they run around in a pack around these pastures that they have. And they're high fence, but essentially they're like cattle, and they, they kind of herd all together. Together. Well, they're literally just sprinting around, and it's like so quiet because it's so out in the country, right? And all you hear is like the hooves like hit the dirt, right? And this big pack of red deer. And again, I'm not even watching or listening to this because I'm looking at this house over here that's getting built and the pool that they're putting in and this landscape, and I'm like, okay. So then my mind goes to, okay, how many deals do I have to do this year to get that? Mm. Because then we got this. Okay, <laughs> now I'm to work, and I'm missing. This unbelievable experience with my kids and my wife, and all because I'm thinking about, well, I'm going to be happy when. Dude, I live in the most beautiful area that you can oh, live yeah. in North yes, Texas, in a beautiful house, beautiful wife, beautiful kids. Like, I mean, and I'm thinking about, oh, well, this is, and I'm missing the moment. So yeah. it's something that I for real struggle with. Yeah. And you know what? Can I, can I say this? I mean, say I'm going to go want. against it's the grain. Show. I'm going to go against the grain with what we're talking about. Is that I don't know if we're built that way as humans. I don't know as men, as men or women or, or those who have goals and those who have this alpha mentality. I don't know if we're built that way. I honestly don't. I've heard people say it like yeah. after the fact. I've heard yeah. Michael Irvin used to always say, former teammate, you know, he was in the moment. If anybody I've ever known in my life, Michael Irvin was in the moment and he enjoyed every ounce of the moment. The cameras on him. Uh, the people and the the love and all that he would just soak it up. I can I can I can still remember Mike just being around. He just he understood the moment more than anybody. Yeah, he understood the history of this team going, you know, winning two back to back Super Bowls, and he was he wanted five. He was in the moment, but in the end, when I, st- I really start to look back out, even at my own life, I don't know. I mean. I won the Super Bowl in 1992, my first year in the league. And the the next day, I was already thinking about next year. Hmm. I look at I I same thing. I mean, I've done I've been pretty successful. I was the highest paid safety in in you know got a big contract. And the next day, I'm thinking of the next contract. It's like it's like the never ending story. I don't know if I'm built to ever say, well, my number is 100 million, and if I reach 100 million, I'm going to be, that's it for me. Hell no, because the next day I'll be back in the office and I'll be grinding back away. It's just, it's who we are. Now, look, there's parts of the journey that, yes, and that, you know, you definitely want to enjoy those things. And I get it. But I don't know if that's, it's a, that's really. Like deep down inside, I don't know if we're built that way. Well, but but I think what you just said actually feeds to the point we're trying to make. You were just saying how the very next day after you won the Super Bowl, you were right on to the next one. Yeah. And the point is, whatever your goal is, whatever that end game is, it's not fulfilling. No, you're going to be not. right on to the you're next. You're right day. back in. So it. the point is, why do we spend if ninety eight percent of our life is spent in the pursuit of something. Why in the world are we so focused on that 2% that's just fleeting anyway? It's, it's not fulfilling anyway. So why can't we learn 
ways to begin enjoying that 98% because the 2% is not going to do much for you. No. It'll yeah. feel good for a day. It'll feel good for a week. I, I remember when I was – after my senior year in football in college, uh, I, my, my last year – a goal of mine was playing in the NFL. I didn't, I didn't accomplish that goal. But I tore my ACL my senior year, uh, the eighth game of my senior year. And I remember working like a dog for pro day to try to get back. Four months of rehab, six hours a day, every single day. I was so determined to get back healthy and back on the field. And I remember the draft came, and I knew I wasn't going to get drafted. I, I wasn't a high enough prospect to, especially then, overcoming a knee injury. And so the whole draft goes, and, and, and the last day is on a Saturday back then. I don't know when. It, I guess maybe same. it still is. Yeah, same, same thing. So Sunday morning, I remember the Washington Redskins call. And they say, hey, we want you to come. We think you're a great player. We want you to come to camp and, and, and be a part of our rookie mini camp. And in the moment, everything that I'd worked so hard for was coming true. And I just remember thinking how, how good it felt that day. But I can vividly remember the next day I woke up and that feeling was gone. The feeling turned into anxiety. Mm-hmm. The feeling turned into panic of yeah. now I've got to go and perform. But I had worked so hard for that one phone call, I'd worked six longer than that, but six months previous to that, rehabbing like crazy, doing everything I could, all focused on that one goal, and that feeling lasted one single day. Yes. Mm. Yeah, it, it, that that sticks with me and will stick with me forever because I didn't take time during that process to appreciate. I'm getting to run again. I'm getting to walk again. again. Absolutely. I'm getting to walk again. Yeah, because yeah, so we take it for granted. Yeah, yeah we, we when don't. you tear your ACL, you're, yeah. you're off your feet for four weeks. Yeah. And so I didn't take time to appreciate being able to walk again. I didn't take time to appreciate being able to jog and run again because I was so hyper-focused on that end goal. And that's fine. That, that, that propelled me, and that's what kept me going. But my point is that feeling only lasted a day for me. Hmm. And I forgot to enjoy the process leading up to that. That's the 98% I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I go through this every day. I mean, I've gone through this with my daughter. My daughter Miranda is 22, 23 years old now. And she has told me my entire life that I never enjoy the moments. Like she says, like, you're numb. You really don't to those moments, <laughs> and, and it's and it's and it's true, man. I think it's we have this talk about we brought this topic up. I was thinking that's my daughter talking to me. That's my wife always talking to me about. You know, you always say I'll be happy when this happens, but then when you get there, it's just like, uh, man, just all right, thanks, let's let's go. But deep down inside of me, there's so much burning. Like there's so much burning. There's so many things that I want to accomplish. I remember when my, my when I was a kid, my grandfather died at an early age. He was 30, 63 years old, man, and I was young. I was like seven years old, and I can remember doing the math and going as a kid, going, "Wow, he was 63 years old," and blah blah blah. And I was like, "Damn." I don't have much time. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to burn it, man. I'm trying to go as hard as I can, and I and I want to enjoy. I want to stop for those seconds, and I want to enjoy those because I, I, I and, and the thing is, I think I appreciate when people really stop for a second and go, okay, mm-hmm. man, that's 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 awesome. We did this and we done that, and you know they really can enjoy it and have a good time. I just don't know if like within me if I'm built that way. To get there, so so, it, what my question is is it's it's a mental state, right? It's it's a mental shift 
to actually enjoy it. I'm not saying that actions need to change and not saying that goals shouldn't change because just because you get to a goal doesn't mean your next goal doesn't stop. Right. But I think I think where the healthy way to do it and right, you know, enjoy the moment and all these things is that okay, you reach that goal like celebrate it, live in it. Don't let the next goal consume you. Like still take those steps. Still don't let don't let the next goal ruin that day. Yes. And because I guess that's what it and is, I, right? And I do. Because I honestly I, do. Yeah. yeah Cuz I set a goal and now it ruins my day because now I got to think about all the things that I've got to do to get yes. that next goal. And then mm-hmm. I get there and then it's like my okay, it's ruined because now I got to think of all the work that I got to do for the next one. And I get it. But Letting it ruin our days and and having that that overwhelming like I want what's next I want what's next I want what's next because ultimately then you're just chasing the never ending dream and you'll never be satisfied and you'll never get those things so it's just a mental shift to say because you know really ninety eight percent of our time is in pursuit of that right like Ben said ninety eight percent of our time is in pursuit of that that's ninety eight percent of our time we have a finite time on this planet. Right, depending on, on on your spiritual or your faith base, like right, but on this earth, 98 percent of our time or more is spent in pursuit of something to attain. And if we spend that ninety eight percent focused on that and not enjoying all the wins along the way, I mean, why live? Yeah, like true. why? So true, man. Because yeah, so true. because if you're not yeah. gonna if you're not gonna yeah. embrace the joy that is designed for us to have. Especially living where we live, like, why are we doing it? Yeah, you you know one of the ways that I've started to a tangible way I've started to try to shift my mindset, um, and I haven't been doing this very long, but I got this from my parents. Being grateful, and what I, and how I do that is I start out each morning. I wake up early, and I start. And this is just me. Whatever you can get this, however you want to do it. But for me, I wake up, and the first thing I do is I have quiet. What I call my quiet time. And that's that's the time between me and God where I'm writing notes, I'm writing goals down, I'm praying. But my prayers have shifted from, hey, I want this, I want that, can you please give me do this and do this, to I am thankful for my wife. Yeah. I am thankful for yeah. my two sons. I am thankful for the house you blessed me with. I'm thankful for the job and the people. And my prayers and my thoughts have shifted totally from I want, I want, I want to Thank you for everything you've yeah. already given me. Yeah. yeah, And that slows me down. Yeah, And that keeps me in the moment of, wow, look at all I have to be joyful yeah. and, and, and happy about. And to your point, are we wired that way? I mean, as men or as just humans, are we humans, wired? Yeah. Are we bred that way? Right? I think of I think of my kids, and this reminded me of one, one thing we do, and, and CPS, please don't come and take us, but <laughs> like... You know, our kids, and they pray, like, oh, you know, let us have a good day tomorrow. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want this. And one thing that Tiffany and I have really tried to do is instill gratitude and thankfulness. So anytime, and there was was one time my daughter was three, yeah, three or four, and it was December, and it was cold. And and we're like, okay, hey, let's go ahead and pray for what you're thankful for. And And she's like, you know, snaps back, like, I'm not thankful for anything. We're like... Oh, really? You're not thankful for anything. So you're not thankful for the roof over your head? Okay, cool. Well, let's go stand outside for a little bit. And we made her stand outside in the cold for five minutes. Mm. Oh, man. I know CPS. Don't I, <laughs> yeah, I live in you, I live I, I know where you live. I live I'm in Coppell. Come okay. come find me. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, it's one of those things. And and really the perspective shift. You're like it's it's perspective. 
Go serve in another country. Go mm. serve in South Dallas. Go right. serve in South Central LA. Go serve in these neighborhoods. And really, instead of saying, I'm in pursuit of this, pursue this, look, trying to be great, I'm not shutting that down mm. at all. But also just being thankful along the way. Because if you take a mindset of gratitude and you have perspective that, holy smokes, like we live in the best country in the world. We have the most freedom. We have the opportunity to gain anything that we want that we're willing to work for. Let's just be thankful for that. Not saying I'm going to stop working, but let's be thankful because then it's like the sense of gratitude. That's like, okay, like I don't necessarily deserve this, but I have it. Yeah. Like we didn't choose to be born in the United States. Let's all remember that. I wasn't yeah. born here. Uh, oh please! Yeah, so you've got a you've <laughs> got a perspective, which leads you got me a to different my perspective. perspective. Absolutely right. But we won the lottery by being born in the United States, and not everyone was born equal. And I'm not saying that. Like there are challenges that people that ha- they have to overcome that they're they don't choose who they're born to, right? But either way, if you live in the United States, and 99 percent of our country is considered wealthy on a global scale, right? Okay. The amount of, if you're making. $16,000 a year, you're considered wealthy across the globe. So let's just let's just take a perspective of gratitude because I think that when you have a, grat- a perspective of gratitude and you have a perspective of, uh, I'm just thankful for what I have, yeah. then you can enjoy the things that are around you. Yeah. Enjoy the house that you live in. Enjoy yeah, the meals that you get to eat, the clothes that you get to wear. Yeah, and, and that, we're, we're on the topic of I'll be happy when, if you're, li- if you're tuning in. And, and it goes back to Ben, I mean, really – I mean, I, I, I'll tell you guys, you guys know me. It's, it's been a problem of mine forever. And I've had so many people tell me this over the years, loved ones and, and friends and everyone, man, just slow down, man, and enjoy the moment. And I think you hit it on the head, man. And I, it's, that's probably going to be something I'm going to do is by the fact of just, you know, I wake up early enough in the morning where I can sit and enjoy my time. And it, whether it be in prayer or just, you know, meditation or whatnot, but I know I'm so guilty of this, but if I could just do that time, because we all know how we, all three of us are. We're just so busy. And once we hit the once we get in the car, we're going and the phone is ringing and, and all those things. But that's something I'm going to take away. Man, I'm, I'm going to take that away as far as giving myself 15 minutes in the morning. See, man, and, we didn't and help a listener, time, but we helped. We helped. Yeah, yeah, we I helped. Mean, honestly, because, I mean, I know we had this topic and I was ready to argue this the whole time. Like, oh, we're just built this way. And this is how we're going to. But. There's so many ways that you could probably, you know, maybe that's just that one way for me is just to hit the pause button and give thanks uh, because I have so much to be thankful for. Oh, my for. gosh, yeah. I mean, we I know do. where I came from and the things, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been mm-hmm. able to, to overcome, but just never took that moment to, to really sit back and, mm-hmm. and uh, appreciate that. And, and, again, daughter, wife, and everyone is telling me that. You've even told me this. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that to heat, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back and, and meditate and on it. We we kind of breezed over it a little bit, but I mean, both of you have mentioned it, but also maybe in, in, in order to be you know show the thankfulness and gratitude, like set aside that quiet time, like yeah. whether it's first thing in the morning or hey when I get home or hey I'm gonna sit in the driveway. I know I know a handful of people <laughs> before they go inside, they yeah. say okay hey I got ten minutes in the car and I'm just gonna it's quiet time before I go back in the house. The craziness whether you got kids or spout, whatever it is going in, but like really focus on taking that time just to have quiet time, just to recognize, because when in our society, it's go, 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 go. Every minute of the day, you've got to fill up. You've got to, you've got to put some in. If if it's free, where are you at? 
you're on the phone, right? right. Like you're looking it up. You're mm-hmm. looking at what other people have. Put the phone down, take some quiet time, and just think. Like really, I mean, one thing that that I'm trying to do is I'm trying to set that in my calendar. And if it's not in my calendar, I tell my wife this all the time. I'm like, if you need me to be somewhere, just send me a calendar. calendar by, oh my hey, God, I'm the same it, way. Hey, if it does, if it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist. But that's what we live by, and yeah. that's and that's not. So okay, if you're going to live by this, and you're going to be run by your phone, and run by technology, and run by business, and run by all these things, at least set a time in there to actually sit back, meditate on the things that you actually do have, because it does allow you to actually enjoy those things. Mm-hmm. Because then you're like, oh crap, like. I really don't have to have a pool. Like, I mean, that's yeah. that is a total blessing. And I dread when my kids want to go out and swim, and it drives me crazy because I got other stuff to do. It's like, nah, you know what? I'm lucky enough to have the means to put a pool in or buy a house that has right. a pool in it. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, there's we're just so go 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 and chasing that next thing and chasing that next thing. Just stop. And honestly. From from some of the things that I've learned, and, and it's been a lot of research, a lot of a lot of listening, and trying to understand from much wiser people than myself, is like you can do a lot more when you stop for a second, mm-hmm. and you actually okay, look, I'm going to be in the right mindset. I'm going to get myself in the right mindset rather than just like going and aimlessly wandering through life. When you actually stop and have perspective on what you're about to do, like you can actually increase productivity. I mean, I know. Okay, yeah, so there's a guy. So true. There's that's a guy, so Matt Chandler, uh, a really famous, yep. you know, preacher uh, out of Flower Mound, Texas. One day a month, he leaves his phone at home. He drives to Oklahoma and he just sits for an entire day. And he's like, that increased my productivity outside of that tenfold. Yeah. So yeah. just and I can see that. That that leads into another thing we were talking about: strategies, ways to to start thinking about the now, and and I'll be happy when that mindset. Service, mm. you know, if, if you we had Jake Schick on U.S. Marine um, previous episode. If you haven't listened, go back to and listen to that. One. He talks about he, he phrases soul work, and you know, you were talking about we're we're all lucky that we were born in the U.S. Well, I was not. I was born in in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. My parents gave me one of the best gifts you can possibly give your kids, in my opinion. Took, and you, that to was the, took you to the beach there in Rio. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All the ladies. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, no. My parents were missionaries in Brazil, and so they gave me something growing up that that I think I'm so thankful for now, which is perspective and serve a servant mindset. When's the last time you went to serve? You guys serve all the time. When's the last time you went and served somebody, and were stuck thinking, "Man, I don't have this, or I don't have that, oh, man. or I'll be happy when yeah. I you don't because right. th- we were designed as human beings to love and be loved, as as Jake says again. When you're serving people, it is almost impossible to start thinking about what it is that you don't have because twenty nine times out of ten, you're serving people that have less than you. And so, what kind of you know d head are you if you are thinking about what you don't have while you're serving <laughs> you these people? Say d head. <laughs> I, I, I don't think we're sorry. I don't think we're monitored by the what is it, the ABC? What's the I don't know <laughs> the censorship? <laughs> censorship. I'll censor myself. <laughs> no, but really, like if you, if you're ever just frustrated with your kids, go to the pediatric ward at your local children's oh, hospital. Oh man, so don't do that. I'm just saying, don't do that. It's perspective, man. but that, it is perspective, and and it's. You know, it, it, it's a part of life. It's something that I know that I have to overcome. And, and, and again, and I'll go back to it, man. I'm trying to figure that out because, I mean, in, with happiness, 
Like you just said it a minute ago. The best decisions I've ever made. I mean, I've been mad at my wife or mad at or someone else and been highly upset. And what saved me 99.9% of the time was the fact that I, when I paused, hmm. just paused and thought about the situation before I went recklessly, you know, forward. That that's what you know usually calmed the situation down when I just sat back and said, "Okay, I, let me just think about this before I go in there and, and have a comment or make a comment or you know challenge someone else." Mm-hmm. But it, it's the same thing. I think it applies across the board. Is you know giving giving and I'll speak just for myself, giving myself the time alone mm. and 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 thanking God because man, I, I again inner city kid with nothing. And that's what's driven me for so many years. But at the same time, I know where I come from. It's time to thank them. Mm-hmm. Think about this. Yeah. Think about this from an analogy. Like you run a forty, right? So four, when you're four, running, three, and, yeah, four six nine. <laughs> so when you're running, right, and you're in a sprint, your head is down, right? And it's like the whole metaphor, like oh, put your head down and grind. Put your head down and grind. The problem is, is all roads look the same. Asphalt looks like asphalt. Concrete looks like concrete. And if you don't pick your head up every once in a while and pause and stop running, you won't understand like what the scenery around you looks like. Yeah. I mean, that was that was the story about walking in walking in my neighborhood. Like, if I didn't just stop and look around and say, "Gosh, I get to live here," yeah. like this is crazy. Like, I'm not saying like I'm rich and like I have all these things because that's not the case. But I'm saying like if you don't stop and you're always grinding, you never get the chance to actually appreciate the surroundings that you're in. True. Yeah. Another thing we think about is comparisonitis. Oh, you ever heard that phrase? Social Social media. media. Social media. Always thinking about this person has this. I want that. There's a healthy inspiration you can draw from these people. But it definitely takes a turn for the worse when you start thinking, man, I don't have this or I don't have that. Look what they got. Man, I, I work harder than them and look what look what they've been blessed with. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's the such envious. an e- yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. such an easy mindset to take, comparisonitis. And for me, I struggle with it often, yeah. all the time. Yeah. And, and so I'll, I'll give a real-life example of social media. Uh, is last year for Lent, my wife gave up social media for 40 days. And it wasn't like it wasn't something she goes, I have a problem because she's not on it very much. But what she would do is she would compare herself, whether it was physically or what house they had or whatever. And subconsciously, she's doing it. She's not out there like, oh, man, I wish I I wish my husband did made this and we had that. It wasn't that. But she gave it up. And she said that after those 40 days is the healthiest she's ever been mentally as far as like. Okay, well, I don't need this. I'm actually grateful for where I'm at mm. because she it do, didn't remind her. And social media is full of that. And you know, like you said, there's a healthy way, and there's a, it's a healthy resource if used the right way. Like, for example, I follow Gibbs Fitness on Instagram. At Gibbs that really help you? At Gibbs, it really it does. Inspires you. There is there's a lot of things that I get from that. Like, I never ever look at that and be like, I want to look like that dude because I don't. <laughs> 
because I want to aim way higher. <laughs> like me. So you see that's me, and right. then you say, wow, that's, right. that's so where I, I want to go. I, I scroll I scroll to the scroll Ouch. to the uh, the videos that have darkness in it. So darkness, everyone. <laughs> and so, but but really though, like a real life example is like it does give you just a when you pause, right? And you're not looking at chasing what is next because that is what our culture is, and our culture reinforces that. And Darren, you talk about it, right? We're just naturally wired to want what is next. Right. And so if you can just take a step back and just self-reflect for a little bit. Take a healthy break from social media. I mean, it's it really it for my wife it changed her. It really did because she was she started to get insecure. She started to compare herself to all these things, and then she just wasn't happy. She could not escape it, whether she was on social media or not. She just couldn't escape it because it was in her mind. And that's the key is you know finding that happiness. There, we've had this conversation before. You've accomplished just about everything there was to accomplish on the field, but there's still that one thing out there. That one thing that you really, really want bad. If you're being honest, and I'll be happy really, when you'll I'll be really happy want it bad. when what is that? It's that gold jacket. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not sure. I mean, it, listen. Re- reality wise, I know I won't be happy when I get there. But it's something that I've you know, have always wanted was the gold jacket because I worked so hard and I put so much time in, and I felt like you know it's like I'm deserved. I mean, I, I need I need that jacket. And man, I, that would look. Why is that so important? Why is it so important be, to be in the Hall of Fame? To be recognized as a Hall of Fame? Because it's just the the time and the effort, and there's a reason why it validates you why you did it. Yes, yeah. there's, there's a reason why I woke up at five thirty to get over to the facility to get you know treatment and mm-hmm. get ready for games and to play through multiple injuries and you know there's, there's so and, and 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 also the sacrifice. You know, I didn't. I played multiple positions. And and I I felt like I gave up a lot when I played, you know, the, when I was covering the slot receiver. I wish I would have just played the safety position. I ought to be in a Hall of Famer already. I mean, there's so many of those things that, that fly around in my mind. And I've I've won at the highest level. I've won Super Bowls at the highest levels, and I've done many a Pro Bowls or whatnot. So that's the one thing that still burns inside of me. And it's it's so much the competitive spirit. It's so much still that competitive spirit. But I can tell you one thing, man. And I mean, listen, just through this conversation, I've learned so much. And it, it, but, you know, just through this, I'm serious. Through this short conversation, I know once I get the jacket, and it's going to happen at some point, but once I get the jacket, it, I can't take it anywhere mm-hmm. with me. Oh, I can't. Hey, no, man. No, 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 no. I can no. wear it to the office every day. No, you'll wear it to the gym. He'll wear it to the movie theater on, he'll wear on Friday the night. He's he'll, gonna, gonna, he'll wear it while we're working out. Hey, he's going to shower. Yeah. He's going he's to be at Nick and Sam's in Uptown yeah. Dallas wearing his gold jacket. He's trying to relive the glory days. Hey, but, okay, so here's a question, though, is you're like, I'll be happy when, but what can you do between now and then that controls that? Nothing. I can't control that at all. So you're going to let something that you can't control exactly. dictate ulti- your ultimate happiness until someone else decides that you've earned that. Exactly. And that's not and, – and, and again, I know – and listen, I, at least I came out. I'm out in the closet. I have a problem. <laughs> at least I came out. All but right. I just, 11, more, 11 more steps, Darren. <laughs> but I, it does. It burns into me that, that yeah. I – Look, I want to enjoy my life. I really do. I mean, mm-hmm. ultimately, man, just watching what's going on, especially over the last few weeks. I mean, the Kobe deal, deal really hurt me, man. I mean, it it really hurt me because I I saw a man that, you know, that that I inspired. He just 
totally inspired me because of his work ethic and you know, the accomplishments that he had and being a good father and doing all the little things. So he was huge inspiration. But at the same time, he can't take those accolades with him. Nope. He can't take any of that. But what he did leave, what he did leave was a legacy because he touched so many other people. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where I am right now. I can't worry about those little things. I just got to continue to be a positive reinforcement for young kids and enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to I go on that legacy thing, right? And happy win and worried about maybe these tangible things. But what really matters at the end of the day? And it's legacy, yeah. right? It talk about it. And here's an example that, that I heard recently is you're at a funeral, at your funeral, right? And you're, you're up front, uh, or the, the pastor or minister or whatever's up front. And he says, okay, who here was directly influenced or impacted by, let's just use you as an example, Darren, okay? Maybe six people raise their hand? He said Whatever. 10 when he told us the story yeah. the other day. Yeah. <laughs> 10. 10, right? And so then it's now about, okay, of you, how many of those people that are standing now, everyone else left, how many of those people impacted you? Now you've, you're talking about your legacy, yeah. not just reaching those people that you actually, and Jake Schick walked us through that, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's about the legacy, the impact that you have on people. That is what survives your, your mortal life, right? Right. And what you do with your kids and the father that you were, the husband that you were. Think about this, right? The husband that you are to your wife is the expectation that your kids have of what a husband is supposed to be like, which then has impact. So it's, it's all of those things, but we are so wrapped up in this tangible chase, which nothing wrong with it. Like there's nothing wrong with wanting to be wealthy or to have, you know, things, but it's more important and what you can actually take with you or not leave here that is everlasting is your legacy. Is your legacy, true. So we talked to Darren, talked about Darren just now with the Hall of Fame. Tyler, for you and, and Tyler's story, we also went through that in previous episode. For you, I believe it was six years from your last college game to your first NFL training camp. Is that right? Was it six years? From say that again. From your last college football game to your first NFL. No, 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 no. So uh, first uh, NFL training camp was 2011. My last, so four years. Okay, four years. Four years. The the numbers, the years, regardless. Yeah. For that four years, that Uh what was your mindset in that? I gotta think. You struggled with I'll be happy when many times in that four years. Yeah, 100%. That's what it was. It was I'll be happy when I get a chance, Mm -hmm. when I get to training camp, Mm -hmm. right? And then I get to training camp. (laughs) Not not going to make this team. Right. Right. It wasn't sustainable, was it? And it was, I mean, literally, and and I'm going through like meeting my wife, dating my wife, getting married, like honeymoon, all these things. And I'm there and I'm thinking about, okay, that I'll be happy when, when I get here. And was I happy in training camp? There was maybe once or twice that mm. I was like, damn, this is pretty cool. Like, mm. I mean, in Cleveland, <laughs> Berea, Ohio, like, you know You're, who I am. Right. Like, you actually want my autograph? <laughs> That's awesome. I made it. Made it. Uh, but, but yeah, it, it, is, it, it is one of those things that, that like I said, I, I always have struggled with like Darren. Like, and, and my wife is on me all the time. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't. I don't care if we have the nicest house or we have all these things or we go on the best vacations. I don't care about that. But like 
for me, my pursuit, and just like you, trying to be great, like because there's that competitive edge to be the best at what I do. And like Ben, you said earlier, like we're in an industry that is measured 100% performance based on the revenue that you bring in. Mm. So it is a dollar figure. So if you are successful, that translates to be the best. It translates to dollars. And that's one of the things that I struggle with is that like, okay, well, I'll be happy when I'm the top producer or I will be happy when I'm the top producer in Dallas or in the country or this, all these things that like the next steps. And it's like, I've got to be careful to not overlook the times that we have, like with my colleagues, with my teammates, with the time with my family, all these things. And it's, it's, it's never ending, but all those things that we talked about, you know, perspective, service, taking yeah, let's a Yeah, let's run through those real quick. So, so things we talked about that, that work for us. Number one, be grateful. Mm-hmm. Number two, serve others. Number three, celebrate the wins. Four, stop comparing yourself to yeah. other people. And then the last one, accept the fact that most of your life is going to be lived in the pursuit of a goal as opposed to actually accomplishing that goal. Mm-hmm. And when you can start to shift your mindset to those things that we talked about, you're going to be able to learn how to stop and enjoy the process and enjoy the journey. I love it. Enjoy the journey. The journey is All right, the dream. All right, so I'm meditating, right? Is that what I'm doing? 10, yeah. 15 minutes yep. yeah. in the morning. Wake Chris up early. Yeah. Crisscross applesauce. Yeah. With Chris? Yeah. With, hey, with, with your thumbs. I'll do <laughs> some woosah. Hey, thanks again for tuning in to the Darren Woodson Show. Uh, I'll be happy when we'll be up at some point, and we want you to get your feedback uh, uh, on the show. And again, leave us a review. Make sure to follow us. Yeah. Hey, s- subscribe. Obviously, whatever podcast platform you listen to is on, subscribe. That helps us out a lot. Leave a comment. It'll take you two minutes to leave a comment. Other social media platforms, we're on Instagram, at Darren Woodson Show. We're on YouTube, The Darren Woodson Show. Give us a follow, guys. Again, we want your feedback. We want to know what you want to hear, yeah. what guests you want to have on. But the way that this thing grows is by you guys sharing and, and helping us out in that and way. That's, and that's what we're built around. We're built around providing real transparent stories about what is important to you and not what Darren decides or what I decide or Ben decides or what's on the news. Like what is real life? What is transparent? And what is going to help you overcome those obstacles that are in front of you that you may have just be struggling to push through or go over? The Darren Woodson Show. We'll, t- we'll catch you next time around. It's a wrap.